Oh, you never get sick of that. I hope you never get sick of this as well. It's uh, Round 23, Big League Magazine, Run to the Finals podcast. Maria Cialis, the editor, is in. Pam Whaley, the senior writer, is in. Welcome, girls. Thank you very much. much. Yeah, looking forward to today. We've got the headlines coming up very shortly. We're going to have a look at what's in the magazine this week. We're also going to have a special guest today, Kezi Apps. She is the Gordon Tallis of Female Rugby League. And I mean that in the nicest possible way, Kezi. That's a great compliment. (laughs) It is, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We'll have a chat with CK12. Of course, NRL Fantasy is getting into the pointy end of the season. And we'll have our fearless predictions. We might have had a win last week. It will go to the adjudicator on that one, though. But round 23, what are you looking forward to, Pam? Um, I'm looking forward to this Warriors v Raiders clash. I think, uh, well, I'm well and truly on the Raiders bandwagon after how they played last week. So you think Uh, they can make the semis? I think that they're going to give it a red hot crack and I'm just going to ride them all the way home here. So hopefully they can get another win over the Warriors this week and then keep, keep going. Maria? Um, Storm, Roosters. Uh, I love watching games at Amy Park. I think it's such a nice ground. Are you going? No, no. Even watching them on TV, TV. I'm I'm like a fan. Um, It's unfortunate the Roosters have lost Daniel Tupo, but um, Jake Friend's back. Yes. So who knows what will happen. Boyd Cordner. Boyd Cordner. Potentially. Six weeks for uh, Daniel Tupo with that groin injury too. So he'll be pretty much second, third week of the finals too, which is a big loss for the Roosters. I'm looking forward to Sunday footy at Leichhardt Oval. Can you believe it? It's the Tigers up against the Seagulls. It'll be a good crowd out there. It's going to be good weather. And as you say, as long as you don't need to go to the toilet or indeed <laughs> feed yourself, um, perfect place to watch rugby league. What do you mean? You can get a <laughs> hot dog outside. Oh, perfect. On oh, the way perfect. in. So that's all happening this week. It is the Run to the Finals podcast with Big League Magazine. Big League Magazine podcast here, round 23, run to the finals. Maria, Pam and Jimmy, let's have a look at some of the big issues. Now, Maria, there seems to be a lot of pressure on Jack Bird. Uh, speculation again, he's going to do the backflip on Brisbane. No, he's definitely going to Brisbane. Now we have a newspaper story today saying, well, he is sick and tired of the way he's been treated by Cronulla. This is getting ugly. It is, yeah. In the in the telly today, um, his dad uh, spoke and said... Mick. Mick, he's not happy about um, how his son's being treated at Cronulla, which um, I think he's... Interesting. I think it's if it's all legit, it's a bit unfortunate. I mean, people change clubs all the time. Players have to make money. They only have what ten years tops tops of a career. So you know, loyalty is nice, but sometimes it can't be helped. Can I it? think if it's true, if that's the way they're treating him, I think it's a bit um, disrespectful because I, I feel like they're if it's true, they're punishing him for not being loyal, but. He's a Dragons junior anyway. Like right. he came over from St. George, wasn't, wasn't you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So like yeah, what, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really, yeah, I don't really get it. Um, players change clubs all the time and he obviously wanted a little bit of a change, but there must be, there's got to be something going on behind the scenes there. And I'm obviously not happy with maybe the way that Jack has represented the Sharks um, in in his kind of negotiations with with. It, it was ugly at the time. So yeah, the Sharks like the Sharks announced it before the Broncos had a chance to announce yeah. it. So they broke protocol there. Uh, the fact that uh, they're still in the hunt very much for this premiership this year. Uh, he's playing with injury, therefore playing with needles. And you wonder around the, the pressure that comes to bear on that, whether it's uh, internal pressure from Jack or whether it's ex- external mm-hmm. from Shane Flanagan and others. So that's an interesting part of it as well. That it, it is one of those situations where you look at that, you look at the damage that that can do to a playing group and you can start to discount Cronulla as a chance of winning the premiership this year because of a thing like that. Like you ha- have to have so many things go in your favour to win a competition. That's a big one against you. Yeah. yeah. And you need, I mean, Cronulla need Jack Bird if they want to 
win a competition. Again. I think so. so. Yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Uh, Billy Slater, the speculation around his retirement. I don't know whether Craig Bellamy was saying, please, please, please play. Because um, he's got a guy <laughs> like Cameron Munster there. I know they're not Billy Slater. I would be very surprised, though, if Billy Slater, Pam, didn't turn out again in 2018. So would I. And I think I, – I, and it makes me wonder, um, well, obviously they're losing Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Um, but whether or not uh, what's going on with Cam Smith as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm not quite sure. But obviously you want Billy Slater playing in your team. If he's available, if he doesn't want to retire, then you want him there. So He'll be 35. He'll turn uh, 35 during next year's season. Does that matter? Yeah, I mean, it's Billy Slater. Yeah, he hasn't lost any – since he's come back from injury, he looks – great he's been playing great like it's not that and that's two years out of the game basically it might have been a benefit yeah exactly yeah longevity freshened him up a little bit no because he's lost none of his speed his Mm -hmm. his stats are down a little bit on his involvements but the Mm -hmm. quality is certainly there and as a player in the club like he's such an important part of that you know as we say about those big three all the time no one's there earlier to training and no one leaves later than those three guys who had you could say every right to, you know, I won't do extra kicking today or I won't do extra chasing today, which is what, mm-hmm. what they do. So they're a great um, ambassadors for the club and they set a great example for the, for the guys that come into the club. The big question for me is, will Billy Slater put his na- uh, hand up for State of Origin in 2018? I presume he plays. So State of Origin in 2018, does he, does he say to the Melbourne Storm, guys, you've been so good to me, I'm going to give you a season without playing Origin? Jonathan Thurston's doing it. Yeah, maybe. That's a good question. Even uh, a World Cup, as he said, he uh, wants to be eligible for that. I haven't read anything about I'm it. I'm presuming he's desperate yeah, to play in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, Why yeah. wouldn't you? That's a massive – that's another massive workload yep. um, to the end, the end of the year. That's right. And that just starts everything later when you're getting your physical preparation for uh, season 2018, which possibly could be his last one. Now, apparently, if you're a Bulldogs player, you might be up for sale. I can't help but think, girls – that this is a function of what we saw from Des Hazler at Manly at the end of his tenure there, and that is back-ended contracts come back to bite you on the bum. So yes. the, the salary cap is not as high as what they anticipated, so now they're going to have to sell players. Well, they would have had to sell players anyway, but there's all sorts of speculation of what James Graham and Josh Morris and Moses Embi are getting paid. And Moses is not even at the back end of his contract yet. No. Uh, so the fact that they have to shed players, they have no one else. Uh, Greg Eastwood's another one. Greg the fact they have to shed players has got no one else to blame. But themselves. Well, and the thing is, like, um, you know, at Manly, all well and good, you won your premierships, didn't you? Um, at Bulldogs, maybe if they had won the premierships, it wouldn't matter good so point. much. But um, they didn't. And now all of a sudden, the, that's, a, that's a nucleus of a team. Whatever you think about those players, they're not, you know, someone who plays reserve grade. or no. what, they're, they're very important. Absolutely. But also, you team. have to, in, in shedding players like that, you have to replace them with someone. Exactly. And are they going to be as experienced? Are they, they've got to work on their cohesiveness and this and that. Yeah, well, and look what happened to Manly. Well, it's only now they've kind of recovered. Well, they've got to get Kieran Foran and they've got to get Aaron Woods in there somewhere on big money. So <laughs> that's the challenge that the Bulldogs have in front of them. Raylan Castle's checked out. Not quite. She's there. Uh, mainly in body, not in spirit, I would say. Uh, she's out. There's speculation that Andrew Hill, the Rugby League World Cup CEO, is going to take over from Raylene when she does. The, the, the speculation going around that I heard was that after the 1st of November, it's much cheaper to sack Des Hazler than before it. Interesting. Yeah, because his con- next contract comes into play right. and that's when they had a termination fee as opposed to paying him out his full amount, which is very oh. smart. Very smart. So watch this space on the Bulldogs. And the other thing, of course, the big news for this week is that Paul Gallen seems to be around forever. He's playing his 300th game. He debuted before Cameron Smith, who's played 350, 
Cameron just never misses matches. And he debuted in 2001, now playing his 300th for the Sharks via the Broncos. Great moment. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. But I was trying to think about it today. I was thinking, what is my favourite Paul Gallen moment, you know? And I actually can't think of one because he's just been so consistent. He just does his hard work in the middle and, and that's basically it. Yeah. And there was a period there where he wouldn't – well, even at this point, I don't think a lot of people consider him a, a favourite. But um, ever since he put on that Sky Blue jersey and became the captain, I think almost all of New South Wales – Loves him. He's a polarising figure, isn't he? He's a polarising figure. But I I love that because, you know, we wouldn't have any stories if there weren't polarising figures. No, that's true. Yep. That's true. I think the winning of the premiership in 2016 Mm -hmm. uh, as captain, that's that's his crowning achievement. Oh, yeah. That's obviously what he's worked his whole life for and um, why... He's worked so, what he's worked so hard for, and he's obviously known as a as a hard um, worker. And he yeah, turning thirty six on uh, Monday, I think on Monday, yes. Mm. And so. I believe his five year old Cody is going to present him with his jersey on Very Friday cute. night. Isn't that isn't that cool? So uh, yeah, best of luck for Paul Gallon. Big League Magazine podcast. It's around 23 that we're looking at. Now let's look at the magazine. Pam mm-hmm. and Maria, you've pretty much put this whole thing together. What have you, You've got Parramatta on the front, how the West was won. Yeah, um, Parramatta, uh, well, I mean, they're in, an interesting story, but also they sell really well. Um, so we've reached the point. They're going to make it. They could make the top four. Um, and Pam talked to Bernie Gurr, the CEO, and also Tim Manor about how they've rebuilt the club from rubble. How'd you go with Bernie Good? Because he was the CEO at the Sydney Roosters when I was there. Yeah. Great fella. Oh, he, well, <laughs> he's, he's going to say something else. And <laughs> that, oh! No, he's a great man. No, he was a, he was a really nice man. He's obviously super duper smart. So he yeah. has whipped that club into shape in in about 10 months, I think. Since like he's nerdy been there. smart. Yeah. Well, well, well. that's a, not a very my nice comment, thing to my say. My comment, not yours. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, no, but he, yeah, so obviously they're going along so well at the moment. And I think um, speaking to Tim Manor, he also said, you know, hearing no noise out of the front office. So um, that has obviously been a huge distraction the for them in the past be, yes. few years. Yes. Um, I mean, it's been, so 2009 was the last time that they made the finals. And then since then, it's just been... A bit of a dog's breakfast, hasn't it? So, and, and despite all of that, that really good stuff that you're talking about, and you mm-hmm. featured on the front page, no major sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Did you speak to Bernie so about that. Yes. Yeah, so he said that they, because they got obviously how well they're going at the moment, mm-hmm. it looks like they're going to make the finals. Although they, he won't admit that until they're actually there. Sure. Um, he said that there's a possibility. Um, he's got had some positive conversations that they might be able to get a sponsor for the end of the year because obviously they're going to have more eyes Great on them. Great exposure. Yes. Um, and then uh, looks like they're going to have a major sponsor for next season as well. You know what they haven't done? Discounted it. So they've said this is what our brand's worth. And you're going to pay that amount. So I imagine they would have had a lot of people come to them and say, hey, we'll pay this. And they've said no. Yeah. Well, exactly. fair enough. They're I one agree. of the biggest sporting clubs um, in all of Australia. Yes. They shouldn't have to. They have a huge fan base. Yeah. They rate really well on TV. Yes. They sell papers. Yeah. The only problem is, is how is their performances and all of that off-field crap that's been going yeah. on these part, like almost a decade. Yes. So, um, yeah, once if, if that is all under control, there is no reason why they can't be the biggest sporting club in Western Sydney. Now, a lot of people who love para hate Manly. And you've got a story on Manly too. Maybe <laughs> getting a little ahead of themselves. That was a big win. Down 18-4 yeah. to win 36-18 against the Roosters. That's a massive win. Yeah, so I spoke to Blake Green about it and he said that um, confidence could have been a huge issue for them going forward. Um, and especially when they were, they were down 18-4 against the Roosters. It, um, for them to be able to turn it around, it, it showed a lot of what they're capable of. But he said they haven't been tough enough at all this year. They need to be a lot mentally tougher to be able to um, 
not only stay in the in the finals in yeah. the top eight, um, but also be successful going into the finals. So they really got to ditch their ego. Uh, yeah, Daily Cherry Evans really stepped up that second half. Like he can, like we all know he can. Yeah. He's had a great season. Yeah. Well, can that's what you want from your yeah, million dollar 100%. halfback. Uh, totally. Um, can I just put it on the record that Tommy Turbo is my favourite player in the National Rugby League now? Love him. Isn't he just... And, and just this Sunday, it's Tedesco up against Trebojevic, uh, the wait. fullbacks oh. at, at Leichhardt. I do, so. I, do, um, I do love James Tedesco as well. He's, he's up there, my top five, I reckon. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the other one you've got, top acts of sportsmanship, the top eight. Um, I, I remember vividly Tony Casado being saved by Cameron Blair out there at Arana Park, as it was called at the time. Um, it's funny, I've already had some comments on this about how uh, we see Justin Hodges there and um, who's the other one that people are complaining about? Cameron Smith. Um, but you know what? Just deal with yep. it. <laughs> that, no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> that, but that's the thing is that Justin Hodges <laughs> is probably not known for his. He's known for some other things, things yes. sledges, yes. things yes. like that. Yes. But I mean, then you saw after the 2015 grand final and, and how he comforted, he was the skipper at the time, how he comforted Ben, ben Hunt, Hunt, obviously, yes. who was absolutely distraught and then went and congratulated yeah. the Cowboys because that, that would have just been the most heartbreaking loss uh, and it, particularly for Ben Hunt and yes. he helped him through it. And Cameron Smith's um, speech after last year's grand final. Has that finished yet? Uh, uh, no, no, he's still going, Cam. <laughs> he's still going. <laughs> he can. Loves a chat. He loves a chat. Um, but it was brilliant. Like, I don't think anybody does rugby league speeches quite like Cameron Smith. Nah, true about that. But Cameron Blair and Tony Casado, I remember it very clearly, had the great pleasure of playing with Tony Casado post that. He um, was born again Christian after that. Re like, oh, completely yeah. changed his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, his partner at the time was uh, big into the church. He followed that after that incident. Um, he is the loveliest man. Uh, and, and it was just a... a an important moment in his life, and I've got no doubt it would have been an important moment in Cameron Blair's life as well. Right, out, let's look at some of the games that, well, actually, let's look at all of the games that are coming up this weekend. <laughs> this one, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs, ANZ Stadium, and you would have to say, based on what we saw last week, the Rabbitohs are a big chance in this one. They're, oh, I think surely they go in favourites. Um, I think the Bulldogs have this ability, though, um, to bring teams down to their level. Spoken um, <laughs> like a bulldog supporter. <laughs> no, but but if you watch dogs games, even against teams who are who you think are have attacking brilliance are really great. So they can defend very well. It's just that um, attacking spark that's missing. I think the story today said they're up there with uh, the ninety nine Western Suburbs team yes. for uh, least amount of points scored in the first half. Yes, Ooh. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. like they're all quite one bad. of the all time bad sides. Quite of bad. scoring points in the first and, half. And and like that's look terrible. at that team. There's no reason for that to be happening. Uh, yeah, you just wonder which one of those guys are uh, finding out. Well, I wonder where I'll be next year. Yeah. I wonder where I'll be next year. Yeah. yeah. It uh, can't. Yeah, it's, it's not a good, good environment. For you, Adam Reynolds, great conversion last week. Um, we said he was going to be a key to that game. Didn't realise mm -hmm. how key he was going to be. We were kicking the sideline conversion. But, uh, yeah, I think the Rabbitohs can win that one. Eels up against the were Knights. Were you going to ask me at all what I, what I thought? <coughs> no. Yes, Pam. <laughs> I think the Rabbitohs are going to win that Oh, one. all that. <laughs> I thought we were going to oh, yeah. All right. Pam, Eels up against your Knights. <laughs> Well, okay, so apparently Bevan French is going to be ruled out of this one in the hamstring complaint. Uh -huh. um, yeah, it is. Well, Parramatta, obviously, I feel like they're going to win this one. Uh, Newcastle's had a good couple of weeks. Yes. And I think that they will push Parramatta, but they are, um, Parramatta are a really tough side. They're, they're just playing great football at the moment, and um, I think they'll run away with it. They kind of have to. That's right, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just to let everybody else know, this isn't, yeah. you know, this isn't fluke, we can... 
We can take it all the way. You can't put them on the cover of Big League magazine. They can't be talking about sponsorship that have positive conversations. And you can't be talking about a top four side and then go and lose to the Knights on Friday night at home. You can't do that. I don't think they will. So eels in that one. Did we get a tip from everyone just before I move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thanks, man. Just Pam. as long as you've learnt your lesson. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. Never forget. <laughs> Broncos, Sharks, Paul Gallon's 300th. This is going to be a tough one for the visitors. Yeah, James Maloney is back, which will make a big difference. Um, but after watching the Broncos last week, I know they were playing um, the Titans, but God, they were just relentless. Ben Hunt off the bench turned out to be a masterstroke. Masterstroke. Um, at home on a, on a Friday night, you've just got to go to the Broncos, I think. Yeah, I believe the Broncos as well. I think um, with all this stuff that's been happening with Jack Bird this week and yep. and this and that, um, it can either go one or two ways for the Sharks. It will either really fire them up and bring them together or it will um, get into their heads a little bit. But this is just turning out to be a really fiery clash, isn't it? It wasn't the absence of James Maloney that cost them that game against Canberra last week. They no, were just physically no, were not just, in the competition. Yeah. They mm-hmm. got blown off the yeah. park by the Canberra Raiders, as they can do, but don't worry. Uh, the Broncos can do it as well. Joe Offerhangawe, not available. Can't believe he wasn't sent from the field last week. I cannot believe that he wasn't sent from the field last week. Yet again, this is what we're talking about, isn't it? Not not being sent for something that he has caught Get, for, what, what is th- it? Three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. 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 That's a send-off. But it's an easy one, right? Mm. The video ref should be saying, no, no, mate, send him off. It's a send-off offence. Yeah. I know you don't want them to be judged jury and execution or all in one, but that was an easy one. Particularly when the Broncos are going so, like, it's not going to cost anyone the game there. But even that, you know that, that I mean? shouldn't like come it, into play. Of course not, but um, I feel like that could be a, a something that's going on. Oh, is this going to be... Yeah, oh, you know are, I mean? are they, a, all they're going to be question. talking about in the newspapers is me mm. sending this player off. Yeah. That shouldn't come into it. Yeah. Dragons up against the Titans. Um, they need to get their season back on track. And I'm probably talking for both clubs here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are you talking about here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, Dragons, Cogra. Um, Titans, terrible. I don't know. What are you trying to say? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I never do. I do think the Titans have this, they have a great record against the Dragons and they have this ability to, uh, when they're really down and out, um, produce something unexpected. I don't think it'll be a huge score, um, but the Dragons should win. The Titans have got this thing going on this year where they win, where they lose three, they win three, they lose three, they win three. So how so many now they lost? They've lost three. So they're mm. due for a win. Mm. So that's what I'm going to go with. I go... I'm going the Titans here. It's an interesting theory that you have there. Jared Hayne, I've never seen him play worse than he did last week. I expect that to change. I, this is going to sound strange. Going in at 16-0 at halftime against the Broncos, I thought the Titans are really unlucky not to be closer in this game. They should have scored at least one, possibly two tries. Should have been much closer in the game. I know I got away from them second half. Um, I expect that improved performance. I'm going to go the visitors. I'm going to go the Titans in that one uh, down there at Cogra. Oh, University of Wollongong Oval. Storm up against the Roosters. 1v2. Great clash. Great clash. It's hard to tip against the Storm at home, so that's what I'll be doing. Um, but in saying that, if the Roosters really want to... I mean, we all know their premiership threat. Um, the past few weeks haven't been uh, that great. So if mm. there's a time to really, say, announce yourself, this is it. I think they'll be stinging after the last week's yeah, loss to Manly absolutely. as well. They were pretty embarrassed um, losing that lead and then getting run down in the second half there. Um, Trent Robinson described it as a non-Roosters-like performance. So, um, yeah, Boyd Cordner back, Jake Friend back. Um, I think this is going to be a cracking game, but can't dip against Melbourne at home. Cameron Munster out, Torhu Harris out as well. So you just start looking at that and look a little bit skinny there with Riley Jacks and Joe Stimson in Do there. Do you see the number nine there and the number one? 
He's number seven. That's a very good point. Oh, number 13 too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a good player. And Will Chambers. Yeah, yeah number he's pretty good. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll go the storm. I'll go the storm. But I- as you say, entertaining clash and it'll be a tight one as well. This will be entertaining. Panthers up against the Cowboys. This is Panthers. Uh, I think the Cowboys have got a good record against the Panthers yeah, at, at home, haven't they've they? They've won seven of their past eight games against the Panthers anywhere. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yep. Of course, uh, speaking yes. of who's not there, yeah. yeah. Jonathan no. Thurston's not there. But no. I, I think the Panthers played really poorly last week but got to the got to the uh, winner's circle. So I, I expect them to do it again. It's kind of that thing, isn't it? They kind of just plod along all yep. game and, and, and kind of dominate but not really. And then all of a sudden it's like bang, 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 mm-hmm. you know, three tries in ten minutes or whatever. The Cowboys are going to struggle as well without um, Gavin Cooper there. That was really unfortunate. Um, and I think I think their thing is now watching them, it's, it's kind of like Michael um, Morgan has too much on his plate, obviously. He's taken on... He has to take on so much um, that it's easy to target him if you need to in the game. So, yeah. yeah. It's one thing that the Panthers, I think, have been working on this year is um, winning football games when they're not necessarily playing that well. Yeah. And um, they finally started to do it. Um, but I do think – I think the Cowboys are going to get him. I think the Cowboys Ooh. are going to get him this week. Uh, Matt Moylan. Tomorrow Martin. Whether he's going to play. And tomorrow mm-hmm. Martin goes um, goes back to Penrith. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. something massively terrible happens, Matt Moylan's going to play this weekend. Yeah. Yep. Uh, named in 18. Yep. Uh, but you would think he was he was very close to playing last week. Yep. Uh, you would think he was playing this week. I'm going to go to the Panthers at home, continue their winning run. I think that'll be six straight for the Panthers as they make their way up into the top eight. Warriors up against Raiders. Now, Pam, this is what you're looking forward to this game. They were... They were awesome. They were Raiders 2016 vintage mm-hmm. uh, last year, uh, last week. They were, and that's what is so exciting about it. I think everyone has missed that this year. We've missed a dominant Raiders team who can really throw the football around and roll through the middle. Um, it's just so much fun to watch. And the Warriors, we're running out of things to say about them. <laughs> Extremely disappointing. Um, and although they're at home and they seem to perform much better at home, the Raiders have so much more to play for. So going the Raiders here. Yeah, you, you have to. Um, that Junior Paulo was so massive last week, as was Shannon Boyd. Um, it was great to see. They finally, I mean, I tipped them as minor premiers to start the year, which yeah. uh, I feel massive regret about. But if they keep playing like that, they're going to have everyone looking over their shoulders. Also, they've put Elliot Whitehead in at lock. So yeah, they switched him there last great. week and he was fantastic. Yeah. So they're keeping him there. Joe Tarpany is a standout player yeah, as well, isn't he? Really he's been playing He's a really good yeah. player. Uh, they're on 22 points. They've got a four and against of plus... 53. They, I, I don't think they can make it. I don't think that they have to win every game. And one believe. of them is Melbourne in Melbourne. We've got to believe. One Jimmy. Yeah. What do you mean we? <laughs> have you all of a sudden become yeah, a Raiders get fan? Get on the van. Oh, no. Where's Newcastle <laughs> running? Oh, I'm Raiders this year. This is, this is the most exciting thing I, f- I feel about rugby league at the moment is a, ha- a team like this who has just started to play really well and they've got a chance to make the top eight. We've got to get behind them. It's good rugby league. Tigers, Seagulls, Leichhardt. Tedesco v Tom Travojevic. It's a matchmaker's heaven. It is going to be beautiful. I can't wait. Um, I mean, I'm tipping Manly just because they can't afford – they've can't afford. they got the easiest run of anyone who needs to make the top eight. Yeah. Um, they can't drop this against a team that's running 15. But yeah. the West Tigers have a great record against them. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. And they're playing all right too, the West Tigers. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just okay. missing a bit of finesse. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. They're just um, some of those the execution things are just um, falling by the wayside a little bit. But they are playing some good footy, and and their forward pack is is going along pretty well. Matt Eisenhuth has obviously come in and has um, just been really solid every week. So that's pretty important for them. But mainly um, the way they turned it around last week, 
I, I think it shows signs that they, um, they're going to get there. There you go. There's all your tips sorted. No problem. Done and dusted. <laughs> Round 23. Welcome back to the Big League Podcast. It's Maria Cialis, Pam Whaley and Jimmy Smith here. Time to speak to our special guest. And she is a star, a genuine star. As I described her earlier, girls, she is the Gordon Tallis of female rugby league. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. An edge back rower uh, that's just a star. She'll be starring for the Gillaroos in this uh, year's World Cup. It's great to have Kezi Apps on the line. G'day, Kezi. That was a nice introduction. Oh, it was much better than the earlier one I did anyway. But anyway. <laughs> hey, great to have you on the on the podcast and appreciate your time. Uh, tell us about the, how excited you are about this Rugby League World Cup that's coming up. Starts November 16. It's, it's sort of run separate to the men's, but the final is then a, a doubleheader at Suncorp. So it's exciting times. Oh, definitely. I'm so excited. I... I remember um, the last World Cup. I was I watched the news and I, I saw the girls um, that at the time who won it, and I was inspired by them to, to take up the sport. So um, to now have the opportunity to possibly be in that World Cup team is just yeah, it's just so exciting and it's something I'm really proud of. And hopefully I just keep working hard and hopefully I'll be there at the end of the year. Um, obviously, you guys have played New Zealand quite a bit. Um, with those other teams that are in there this year, Cook Islands, PNG, um, Canada and England, how do you sort of uh, prepare for those teams? Because there'd be a lot of players you kind of don't know um, and there wouldn't be much video, I, I don't imagine. Yeah, um, I guess, like, hearing stories from the girls from playing the World Cup last year, oh, sorry, um, 2013, um, like England and that were really strong. So um, if it's any like indication of how much like strength and how much rugby league's grown in Australia, um, their team's just going to be just as strong um, and have just continued to grow since then as well. So um, I'm really excited to see what what they're like. It's it's a bit scary, I guess, going in an unknown, but um, it's probably a good thing as well. But you know, I guess we just have to wait and see what they're like. Kezi, tell us a little bit about the Gillaroo squad that's been picked. I know it was uh, majoritively New South Wales players after the Interstate Challenge as well, but some of those girls in there, they're kind of first-timers as well, mm. things like that. Tell us tell us a little bit about how the squad was put together and kind of what you're expecting of them. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess Brad had a um, and a few of the other staff had a bit of a um, headache trying to trying to pick a squad as well. So uh, it's good to see some new faces in there and um, get their their import on um, when we go into camps and stuff like that. So I'm excited to to get into camp um, whenever that happens. I'm sh- I'm heading up for a meeting this weekend, so I'll probably find out more information when camps are and stuff. But you know, rep footy and stuff is is a little bit is obviously different and. It can, it can bring out the best in, in everybody. So um, I love that, that we've got new blood in there and hopefully they can, you know, train really hard and get a spot as well in the final um, final 24. Kezi, it seems been a, a breakthrough last few years for women's sport. We now had the uh, agreement with the cricketers where they're going to be paid six-figure sums to play cricket. We've had the WAFL has had a great success. There is an elite rugby league competition for women yet. Are you frustrated by the time the NRL is taking or are you confident that they'll get there eventually? Definitely confident they're going to get there. And um, like I totally understand the concept of it all and the process that's involved. You know, we can't just chuck something together and then it go 
sort of well this year and then maybe next year fall, fall a bit. So they're just trying to, you know, build from the grassroots up and build that bigger playing pool so we can um, put a good show out week in, week out. So, um, yeah, good on the other team, uh, the other sports, the girls that are getting all that money, I guess, to play a sport that they love. And um, they're, yeah, just, just really great athletes. So it's a credit to them. And um, hopefully rugby league, We'll get there eventually and hopefully I'm around uh, to see it as well. Are you happy with um, how things have progressed since even you started? Because um, it seems like things are moving quite rapidly and it's nice to see um, games on TV and, yeah. and, and things like that at the moment. Yeah, 100%. So when I started, um, I remember, you know, with no one really knowing that there was like, for instance, when I first started playing uh, for New South Wales at Interstate Challenge, no one even knew that there was a New South Wales Queensland uh, like teams as well. And and then I guess for the Gillaroos, no one really knowing who we are until, you know, we're getting that better media coverage. We we got um, like last year or the year before. You know, they, when I first started, sorry, they had only live stream uh, on the internet to watch our games. And then um, the next year, you know, we got delayed uh, broadcast, I think maybe a week for our interstate game. And then with our test match being played on um, free-to-air TV, but delayed. But And then for this year, uh, our interstate game to be played live on Fox, you know, it's just going from strength to strength and um, starting to get recognised, I guess. As, as being a rugby league player. And, yeah, it's really exciting to see how far it's grown in that short three years. And, you know, we're, we're constantly reminded from the older girls as well that um, what they've gone through um, to be in that, in that position and for us to be where we are today. So, you know, the likes of, like, Ruan Sims and Steph Hancock who and Renee Kunst who tell us stories of how they used to have to work, like, three jobs and sell yeah. cars and just to represent their country and have to pay for everything. And then to now... We go into the camps at these beautiful places and get really looked after and everything's paid for and we've got, you know, the best coaching staff. We've got strength and conditioning coaches now. And, yeah, just to see that growth from um, only three years for me, but for them girls, maybe 10 years, it's just so exciting to see what the next three years are going to bring. And I guess from when we have the World Cup um, in a few months' time, I guess that'll boost it even more. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Kezi, we know you're an ambassador for the Dragons as well, and I just wanted to kind of ask you, do you reckon that they're going to make the finals this year? And who do you, who's your tip for the Premier? Um, yeah, of course. I really hope they do. And You have uh, to say that though, right? <laughs> no, I honestly do. I honestly have fallen in love with the Dragons, and um, everyone there is just so beautiful, and they've just helped me out so much, and everyone's so welcoming. So, yeah, of course I um, hope that they're up there, but, you know... I haven't really had much chance to watch much footy this year, so um, I've only gone to, like, a few Dragons games. So, you know, I really hope that they're in there. And, um, yeah, otherwise, probably Melbourne Storm. One of my mates plays with Storm Dalfinuk, and we played together when we were um, juniors. So hopefully huh. they're in there as well. Uh, I think they'll be there or thereabouts, the Melbourne Storm. Kezi, on the way to the airport to go into camp for the Gillaroos. Uh, we appreciate your time today. Best of luck with that. Talk about free-to-wear. It's all covered on Channel 7, uh, free-to-wear, the uh, the Women's Rugby League World Cup starting on November 16, and Can't the Gillaroos will be front and centre of that tournament. Good luck with that, and thanks for joining us. No worries. Thank you so much. Time now to talk NRL fantasies with our man, CK1, Chris Kennedy, who, by the way, ladies, was out on the town last night. Have you, have, have you pulled up, Chris? 
I've put up okay. How have you put up, Jimmy? You're out on the town almost as late as I was. Almost. See, that's the key. I know when to go home, mate. Jimmy no. said he's got the man flu today. Is he? Is it something else? No. No. i tell you what. In the words of the great Jack Gibson, nothing good happens after midnight, Chris. What time did you leave? I left, oh, it was about 10 past 12. Oh, so. <laughs> Almost, mate. Almost. What I'm saying. Hey, uh, let's have a look at the what happened previously before uh, what you think might happen this week. I've just declared to the girls, Tommy Trebojevic is my favourite player in the National Rugby League now. How good is he? He was absolutely on fire last week, just relentless effort. Um, got drilled in the ribs um, <laughs> by a stray knee as well, and he just brushed it off and, and kept going. What a What a weapon. CK, should I captain him this week? Oh, Tommy Turbo. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Oh, you know, potentially it could be a big scoring game. It's a massive gamble. I don't really like captaining backs because I like captaining guys who I know that you know whatever else they're going to get. You know, 100 run meters and you know 30, 35 tackles, and hopefully some attack on top of that. So, uh, Turbo's a guy who on his, his bad games can be a you know a 25 or a 30. But if you feel like rolling the dice, then you know it could be a high scoring game. Who knows? CK, your thoughts on Brock Lamb as a as a decent playmaker? Obviously, he's got a low, uh, quite a low price at the moment. Is that right? But obviously, the last two weeks he's um, been playing really well and getting some high scores. Yeah, he's cheapish. Um, I, I really like him as a young playmaker in NRL terms. I think he's really bounced back well from some uh, some tough times earlier in the year. Fantasy-wise, I know the Knights have had a couple of good games. Um, the Eels have conceded 10 points a game over the last uh, six-game winning run, so I think he might struggle um, to rack up some attacking stats this weekend. I think at this time of year, you really just want the, the primos in your team, so I'll be steering clear of Brock Lamb in a fantasy sense. Um, what about Ben Hunt as well? Can you select him as hooker and in the halves, or is he, like is he a dual option? No, he's just a halfback. Um, he's only just started playing hooker, obviously. I know he played it in his, his younger days, but he's been an out-and-out halfback for the last couple of years. So only available in the halves in uh, NRL Fantasy. I know he got a massive score last week, um, three tries in that, uh, only got just under 60 minutes. Um, bit hard to see that. Keeping up, the, the Titans were, let's be honest, pretty woeful in that game. Uh, hard to see him getting a, a bunch of tries off the bench every week. If he was playing 80 minutes, I think I'd like it with the extra defence and still focusing on his running game. But um, the overall alliance on attacking stats when he's only going to get 55-odd minutes makes him a little bit too much of a risk for me personally. And Chris, how did you go last week points-wise? Not bad, about 9.30, I think. Oh, one of oh. Mate, you should have seen him strutting around the bar last night. He was like, <laughs> hey, guys, so I got uh, over 900 points in NRL Fantasy last week. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, there were people coming up to me congratulating so me. So did I. <laughs> I got more than you last week. I'm just in the bottom eight points. Re- <laughs> yeah. Two weeks in a row you've beaten me. Yeah. Oh. Doesn't she hate it too? Look at that. Yeah, just just it. slip it in there too, Pam Whaley. Uh, good on you, Chris. Gritting like the Cheshire cat in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, good on you, Chris. We appreciate that, mate. We'll speak next week. Now you can go back to bed. Look after that hangover. Thanks a lot. See you guys. Big League Magazine podcast. We're at the pointy end of it now. Right? Uh, fearless predictions, of course. Let's have a look at how we went last week in our fearless predictions. So, uh, Pam, how'd you go? What was your prediction? Terribly. Um, well, not that bad. I a bit tip, of it, right? Yeah, yeah, so I took the Knights to get a back-to-back win. That happened. Yes. But I also took the Saifides to 
run for more than 350 metres combined and that yes. didn't happen. I think it was just over 250. So yeah. didn't quite get there. As per Big League magazine, it was 236 metres, in fact. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, thank so you for that. No problem. Jimmy. Well, well and truly short. Maria, now you've <laughs> got a dispute in with the Court of Arbitration for Sport, haven't you? I just think it's a little unfair. Um, right. Mine was Raiders 13 plus. Well done. Uh, Jordan Rapana, two line breaks. He made one line break, he scored two tries. Yes. Yes. Uh, maybe a try kind of is a line break no. in a way. I mean, if you had said two tries, okay. that would have been correct. Righto. That's fine. That's fine. So I think Pam makes a really good point there. If you <laughs> yeah. just said two tries, you would have been correct. That's fine. <laughs> I just, when you guys want a favour, <laughs> just, I just want you to know that I'm not here for it. All right. We are hardcore <laughs> this time around. How did I go? Not so well. I thought draw in that Canberra versus Cronulla game. And of course that didn't come to fruition. But this week, given the fact you went really close last week, Maria, you get to go first. Great. Thanks very much. No um, I'm going on the West Tigers Manly game at Leichhardt. Yeah. I think it'll be really high scoring, lots of attack. So I've gone Battle of the Fullbacks, James Tedesco to make 10 tackle breaks, and Tom Trevojevic to make 10 tackle breaks. 10 tackle breaks for each of the fullbacks. Mm -hmm. I like it. James, wow. uh, yeah, Teddy made 14 last week, and Tom Turbo is just a freak. So come okay. on, boys. All right. There you go. I like it. Pam? Okay, so mine is Storm v Roosters. I think it is going to be a slog. Both teams, obviously, top of the ladder. I think it's going to be less than 20 points. Have we got a weather Total. update? Weather update? Uh, no, I haven't checked the weather update. I don't do that much research into my fearless <laughs> predictions. I just go with my heart. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy likes and to it's, uh, it's check the odds, yeah. checks the weather. He <laughs> checks the, the probability and the possibility well, of all of his. you say you don't check that. I'm not so sure about it because on Saturday, the forecast is for rain and 14 degrees. Yeah, but it's Melbourne. That's right. It's Melbourne, yeah. but you never I know. I mean, you'd assume. I mean, yeah, were, oh, look, look, the next, uh, on the Monday, they get to 18 degrees. Yeah. Lucky you, Melbourne. 27 in Sydney that day, but anyway, okay. that's just us. Uh, good luck with that one. That is brave. Thank you. Under 20 points. Under 20 points. Game total. I'm going to go back to the West Tigers versus the Seagulls game at Leichhardt Oval. I agree with uh, Maria. It's going to be a points fest. It's going to be over 50 points. In fact, you know what? Add the GST. Oh. 55. Wow. Over there, I just, I just increased I like the degree wow. of difficulty there. Okay, so. I like yeah, it. Yeah. All right, so there's our fearless predictions. Hope you've oh. enjoyed the podcast. Uh, make sure you get out to uh, whatever – News agents, bad bookstores, good magazine stores, or at the game, buy yourself a copy of this week's Big League magazine because it's got the Parramatta Reels on the charge on the front. And remember, enjoy your rugby league this weekend.